0: Everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Tuesday, June 1st. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And so, uh, box office is back.
1: Yeah, box office is back in a big way. It it feels like that's all anyone in the country cared about this weekend, was box office, was movies. I I, I didn't sense there was this level of excitement for... Sports, sporting events, obviously not for politics, not for, you know, uh, television, really. It was all about box office. Yeah. That's all anyone cared about was going to the movies.
0: And this is a weekend that was supposed to kick off the summer in general. But what it did, more importantly, was kick off the summer box office season, which we all know is the greatest national pastime.
1: Yeah, it it really felt good to just this weekend, you know, because I I have called my my Twitter to basically just be following box office, other box office people, box office fans. So you know, I I'm not seeing uh I'm not seeing I'm not seeing anything besides box office and all people talked about was how great these numbers looked. They were so excited. And it it was so nice to see that. Also, you know, it was nice. I I don't know where everyone, what the weather was like, where everyone lives, but it was rainy in New York. You know, it was a rainy day in New York. And all that did was drive people towards the movie theaters. They couldn't go outside and they couldn't barbecue. They couldn't go out and throw frisbees around or do hacky sacks out in the park their option was you could either stay home like you did all year, which is disgusting. you don't want to do that or you could go to the movie theater. Yeah and so, so uh, God was on the side of, of of theatrical finally 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 yeah we I mean we don't want to talk about theology. we don't talk about politics or theology on this no, podcast
0: no. but you're saying God in the general sense of a uh, a power larger than us.
1: Yes, a, a karma or, or you know, like a, a bearded man, something like that. That That's how I view God. It's either, you know, it's either just like this. A concept sort of, or a old man. A, a, a concept or an old man. Okay. You know, it's one of those two things. And either way, he, this old man who uh, lords above us all, he was very pro-theatrical this weekend. And it was great because, you know, he hasn't. You know there's definitely a period where where this God this you know whether it's a, a just an energy or whether it is a uh uh you know a person a personified ruler of us all up in the sky, that thing, that person has not been on the side of movie theaters very much in the last year but definitely finally God, whoever he or it or he is, uh, grabbed a bucket of popcorn and decided to look down and bless the movie theater business. And it was great. It was, it was great. I'm very excited about this. I mean, is it time to give the people what they want and plow through and then analyze this Memorial Day weekend?
0: Oh, we, we, got, we got to plow. So number one, A Quiet Place Part Two which did a 3 day of 47.4 million dollars and a 4 day of 57 million wow number 2 cruella which had a 3 day of 21.3 million dollars and a 4 day of 26.5 million wow number 3 holding strong spiral which had a three-day of 2.275 million dollars and a four-day of 2.9. This is in its third week. Number four, Wrath of Man. It made 2.1 million. Oh, sorry, it made yeah. Two you
1: missed p- one. Also, no, I, I didn't think you're miss one. Missing one. there. Where? Okay, all right, keep going, keep going. Where am I missing one? ryan the last dragon i'm looking at at it as number three
0: well see i was looking at the deadline gotcha okay i was looking at deadline because of the four days
1: okay keep going with your deadline then
0: so number four wrath of man made 2.1 million in its three day And in its four day, it made 2.75 million. And then Raya and the Last Dragon made 2 million three day, 2.57 million four day. The reason for that swap is because it actually made, Wrath of Man made more in the four day than it did in the three day.
1: So they're ranking by the four day.
0: That's how deadline deadline. is. But if you're going by the weekend, Raya and the Last Dragon did squeak by. I mean, uh, Wrath of... Wait, no.
1: That's... Raya, if you're going just by the three-day, Raya would have been ahead of Spiral and Wrath of Man. What are you looking at? I'm looking at the numbers. Let's just go off of what you just said, because we we, we can't belabor this too long. Okay. So that, either way, that's our top five. I mean, in all honesty, the only thing that really matters this weekend is that top two, is Quiet Place at number one, Cruella at number two. So looking at this, these four-day totals for these movies, Quiet mm-hmm. Place made 57 mil, uh, Cruella made 26.5 mil for the four-day. Those are, I would say, a little under what our estimates were last weekend, but to be fair, or last episode, but to be fair, we were going very high on those estimates like these are these two movies did about as good as any one could have hoped well what did you say what did you say because for me i was
0: under on quiet place 2 because i said four day would be 50
1: oh wow okay and i think i might have you know what Actually, i may have went 60 last week which was absurd and it almost hit it it almost hit my absurd you know Sort of pie like high in the sky scenario, and it basically almost did that amount, yeah. And then Cruella, I think I might have predicted it could have gotten to 30 million, which it hit 26 and a half million. So, again, these two movies did better than anyone could have hoped,
0: yeah. I think I was at like 25, I was a little bit less big on that, but again, it's because. I mean, I want to give all the credit to cuz I like I always say the the people who stay home and stream are not the people who go to the movies all the time. But there there was the availability of Cruella at home for 30 bucks. Well,
1: well before, I mean, since you brought it up, I have a number to throw out there on the Cruella streaming uh uh, the Cruella Streaming Box Office, I guess we'll call it, or the Cruella Stream Streamo stats. So I'm getting this from Legacy Box Office reporter Scott Mendelson. He put out a stat from Samba.tv, which is a service that tracks different TV and streaming results. So according to Samba.tv, by way of Legacy Box Office reporter Scott Mendelson, they're saying that this weekend Cruella on Disney Plus Premier Access sold 686,000 uh copies, which comes out to about 21 million dollars in in direct in PVOD sales.
0: Yeah, and you know who gets all that money?
1: Disney. Disney. That's why they did so, it. So that is because with the the movie theater money, obviously the studios are splitting that with the theaters. So if they made $21 million this weekend on just streaming sales, that's like the equivalent of making double that mm-hmm. in the movie theater. So, I mean, that's the thing with Cruella's box office. If Cruella, like Cruella made uh, $26.5 million at the theater this weekend throw in another 21 million dollars that it made on PVOD, you're looking at a movie that made 48 million dollars.
0: Yeah. And I mean the thing the that's reason That's a
1: huge that's a huge opening weekend. And that's the, massive.
0: That is massive and the reason why you're seeing it not talked about is because the way a lot of a lot of you know, articles about box office are aimed towards theater owners and what is good for theater owners. Right. And so you're not going to see that as a win because that's not a win for the theaters. That's a win for Disney. But when it comes to what a movie makes, that's what's so interesting about the future is that we're going to have to start thinking success in a different way. So Cruella already i think personally this box office for having a, a huge movie anticipated sequel coming out that when fandango did a poll of the most anticipated movies coming this summer it was number 2 behind black widow so this was an quiet, a, quiet, place. quiet place so was. this was an anticipated movie so right. the fact that Cruella came out the same weekend as this means that there is going to be a lot of people that it was its second choice so what? you can't really blame cruella for the like it not making as much as it could because it had strong competition
1: it, and and people could watch it at home and they did they paid for it i love and and i wish i wish we could get a, a more official uh definitive stat was from something other than samba.tv. You, you, you I wish you don't Disney trust samba.tv? No, I mean listen, they are what they are. They are what we thought they are. They're a they're a company that throws stats out on memes on Twitter. And and you know Scott Mendelson, so this is on him if it's wrong. It's not on us. Scott Mendelson is the one who surfaced the Samba.tv stat. So I I, I wish there was Disney You know, giving us the official numbers, giving us the official daily totals. And maybe they will, you know, maybe we'll get a press release this week. And if so, it probably won't be an emergency episode, but maybe I'll I'll retweet it. But, uh, you know, I wish we had that official stat. But I will say, I like this. If these movies are going to, if these studios are going to release movies day and date in theaters and on streaming... I do like the idea that it is PVOD streaming. Yes. PVOD streaming. Because then we get numbers and then Mm -hmm. we get sales. You know, so there's the part of me as a consumer that likes getting a movie for quote unquote free with my like HBO Max subscription. But the box office analyst in me, which is a much bigger part of me, it's 80% of me. Mm -hmm. That part of me... Would rather these streaming movies, day and date, be on sale so that we could then get numbers of how many people bought these movies opening weekend. Because
0: money is a one to one comparison as yes. compared to minutes.
1: Yes. Yes. Right. I don't Watching care about something, how many minutes yeah. someone watched a uh, uh, Mortal Kombat two. I want to know if did people pay for it in the theater or did they pay for it at home.
0: And and I don't like people saying Disney left money on the table. They did not leave money on the table. They took more money from the table. Right. With this. Right. Because they're not paying anything to the theaters for that, how many downloads it got on Disney right. Premium right. Access.
1: Right. And that is, again, if Samba.tv is correct, which Scott Mendelssohn thinks they are. So. That's that's a big opening weekend for Cruella. So do we want to talk first about Cruella? I guess we're already talking about Cruella. So this movie made twenty-six and a half a million at the box office and made another twenty plus a million PVOD according to Samba.tv and Scott Mendelssohn. I also will say I saw this film in a movie theater this past weekend, and the crowd loved it. It was by far the most Full movie theater crowd I've been in in over a year and it was probably half full. It was probably every other seat. So, I don't know if they were going with Governor Cuomo's six foot apart regulation in this theater. I won't, I won't name them in case Governor Cuomo now has people listening to us. He does. Um, He's got to. He's got to. I mean, if he is at all good at his job, which I guess he's not, but if he was at all at least worried about his image and his, and his PR, which he definitely is. He would have spies on the BO boys at this point, because he knows we're, we're taking him to the woodshed. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're holding him accountable. But anyway, the theater I went to the screening, I went to of Cruella. It was every other seat. And the screening was probably legitimately half full. They probably sold every seat that they could have. And people loved this movie
0: it got an a cinema score
1: yeah which is huge That's
0: this is loved by this was loved by
1: the theatergoers definitely there was an applause break for one of her outfits in the middle of the movie cruella got a, a an applause break the way if you if you went to like a rocky or creed movie in the movie theater and, and you know the music always gets an applause break that the rocky theme song that always gets an applause break. Or or like when you know, uh, uh, Black Panther and all the other superheroes appeared at the end of Endgame, Marvel Avengers Endgame. That got an applause break. And Cruella's outfit, when she forms a dress riding off the back of a garbage truck, that got an applause break.
0: Oh, so she was actually in the dress. It wasn't just a dress. It was the it was star the form- inside it was- of the dress.
1: Yes, it wasn't just like showing a dress on a on a, a in a glass display. Emma Stone was wearing the dress. Okay. And the the unveiling of the dress got an applause break.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I I feel like, and I said this that this is going to be a generational film. This is going to be an mm-hmm. iconic film. This is going to have a very long tail. And yes. I think you're seeing those reactions of. What was because this, and we'll talk about this weekend just in general, demographic wise, both these films, female led. Yes. And yes. the predominant breakdown, gender wise, was females. Females went to this show, these, these movies, more than males.
1: Interesting.
0: And I don't think that this is being, uh, you know, we've got the box off his back, which is great. It's the best thing. But also, this is this is a strong showing for women at the theater.
1: That's huge for women at the theater because they always seem to get second shrift when it comes to uh, Hollywood. Think about who are the the movie the, moviegoers they have to cater to, mm-hmm. and to to know that the biggest box office weekend that we've had in over a year that basically the the return of box office was on the backs of female moviegoers. That's huge. That's huge. That's a big uh that that's a big lean in moment, I think, for for female moviegoers. That that's that's gigantic. And yeah, you gotta give, you know, we're starting with Cruella. Let's start with giving credit to someone who I think was a movie star already, but this just this opening weekend further cements that Emma Stone is a movie star.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when people are using some of the comps to say this movie didn't do well, they're saying Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Are you crazy? Those are, are you, nuts. Those are the marquee movies of the golden age of 90s Disney animated films. So, of course, their translations into live action are going to be huge. Cruella is, and I know she's a popular villain. I know there's a subset of the internet that's really all about Cruella. But to my knowledge, she's never had a movie with her name in the title. It's always been about the Dalmatians. The, yes. It's always yes. been, the, she's always been held down by these mutts. Yes. And. Yes, yes. So she, I think the, the, I, and even something like Dumbo, we all know Dumbo. Dumbo was the name of the movie. This movie was Cruella. And so there is a little bit of a barrier to entry here because you're, maybe a lot of people don't know the name of the villain from 101 Dalmatians. Okay. So the fact that she could take this property and make it her own and elevate it shows that Mm -hmm. she's a star.
1: Right. No, this, this is a big star turn. She was front and center all of the advertising for this movie. She's in every frame of the movie. And also, she's already a movie star who's had a pandemic hit. Because let's not forget, Emma Stone is the star of Crood's uh, A New Age.
0: Mm, voice, yeah. Her voice was
1: all over theaters during the pandemic. Right, right. So she's already had one of the rare pandemic hits. And now she's leading with a star turn in the first, one of the first big hits post pandemic. Yeah, and I, I I think this, you know, again I think she was a movie star going into this, but this cements it, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I think you know we'll see what the legs are on Cruella over the next couple of months. I feel like all of these movies are going to have very. Somewhat old-fashioned theatrical runs where there's not a ton of product in the theater, and these movies are going to play all summer. But I think if Cruella has pretty good legs and maybe hits a hundred million domestic or eighty million domestic, I think what you're going to see is Emma Stone's going to have her own franchise. I think Cruella is franchisable.
0: Oh, absolutely and and you're the you hit on something that is really important is that there is still those restrictions as to how many people can go to a showing, how many people can be yes. in a theater at once but with the less product they are going to have showings every 20 minutes yes they're going to take all the theaters and we're seeing this looking at the numbers When you see the theater drops for all the movies under Cruella and A Quiet Place. Mm -hmm. The only thing that added theaters is Dream Horse, which is a small Bleecker Street film. Mm -hmm. Everything else dropped hundreds of theaters, or in the case of Those Who Wish Me Dead and Mortal Kombat,
1: thousands of theaters. Wow. Those Who Wish Me Dead dropped 1500 theaters yes. mortal Kombat dropped 1400 theaters i mean that's going to be the thing is right now you go to these movie theaters and so many of the movies on the marquee are things that have either bombed already or have been out for a long time you know you go to a movie theater now and they're still showing nobody they're still showing they're still showing nomadland Mm-hmm. At movie theaters. You know, the 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 unholy is still playing at movie theaters. The Cruz like more The Cruz is at nine hundred and twenty-six theaters and it's twenty-seventh right. weekend. So I think what you are gonna see is every week as these new movies open up, you know, you got The Conjuring this weekend, you got In the Heights coming up, as new movies open up, these old, old ass movies are gonna be gutted out. And all of the recent releases, you know, basically Quiet Place and Cruella On, these are gonna be in movie theaters through July and August. Mm-hmm. You know, these are gonna have really long runs as long as they are still getting audience because the the inventory is so low. So I mean something like Cruella is 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 got a good shot at just being there all summer. Kids come out of school, and I think, you know, based on the based on that crowd reaction I saw, Sir Cruella's outfit on the garbage truck, which I do think is going to become iconic for twelve-year-old girls of this generation. It's definitely iconic for me, but I think if you're a you know a a, a tween to an early teen. That garbage truck outfit's going to become iconic for you, and that's going to be the type of moment that keeps this high in the box office all summer.
0: Yeah, and a- and, and, and and there's something like the, like the quiet a quiet place part two is got a guaranteed forty five day window, and then it goes to Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. which is interesting, but not a lot of people have Paramount Plus.
1: No one has Paramount+. And
0: so that's not going to be one of those things that I think will really deal a blow to A Quiet Place. Also, it is a horror movie. I know it's elevated horror. It's a thriller horror. But those are heavily front-loaded, too. So 45 days in, it, it's there will be people who still go see it. But it's days of earning
1: a ton will 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 be over. Yeah. Whereas I do think Cruella is going to, you know, in the end, Quiet Place 2 is going to make much more money at the box office than Cruella because it has a big head start. And I think Quiet Place 2 is going to have pretty good legs the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. But Cruella is set up really well because you got a couple of more weeks before the rats are let out of their cages, before school ends, and the rats are just running around the city, running around the stacks, you know, running around uh, uh their plain billy parents and the rats are going to be looking for cheese. And I think you're going to have Cruella being that piece of cheese that helps feed these rats all the way through the summer. Yeah. You know, it's we're not at that point. The rats are still whether it's virtual cages with with their, their zoom schools or or whether they're an actual you know, uh, brick-and-mortar cages in in regular schools, the rats are still in their cages, you know. So so this weekend, this big opening weekend for Cruella, that was just with the rats being let out uh, on a part-time basis. But pretty soon, the rats are free all summer, and I think something like Cruella is just poised for a feeding frenzy. Absolutely. And so we're talking a lot about Cruella. Yeah, let's move on to number one. Yeah. So the listeners are probably like, I love Cruella. I know it's a hit. Emma Stone's a star, but the story this weekend is Quiet Place Part Two.
0: Yeah. So Quiet Place Three. So the three day was 47.4, which is only a smidge off from the original opening of the original wow. film, which made Incredible. 50. Now. You know, this was highly anticipated. The sequels sometimes do better than the original. So I could see where this could be a disappointment if we weren't talking about, like we said before, the theaters, the ability to have people packed into these theaters. So this is great. Oh, it's great. This is almost makes it to 60 in the four-day. This is a triumph. I mean... Krasinski has a blank check at this point. John Krasinski sure. has mm-hmm. a blank check as a director at this point. He's already signed a deal with uh, with Paramount, but that money is going to just flow into this guy's coffers because he did what
1: Nolan couldn't do. Yes, which yes.
0: was bring back
1: movies. Yes. And, and Krasinski, unlike Nolan, he wasn't out there whining. He wasn't out there screaming. He was, he, Krasinski brought box off his back with a shh. Yeah. Nolan tried to bring it back with all his garbled sound, with all his loudness, both on screen and off. And John Krasinski, he kept it quiet off screen and he kept it quiet on screen and that's what people wanted. And I think that is wow, that is the story of of the what brought movies back and what failed because you had the attempt to bring movies back was tenant, which everyone agrees had some of the worst sound we've ever heard. Mm-hmm. You couldn't hear the people when they when you could hear them, you couldn't understand what they were saying. When you could understand what they were saying, you couldn't understand what they were saying uh, uh, in terms of storyline. It was just a mess of sound. And people wanted a little quiet. And they wanted a filmmaker who wasn't just screaming at them on Twitter and screaming at them in interviews like like Nolan did. Yeah, absolutely. And he's so on brand
0: that there was a tweet... By William Friedkin. Oh. Did you this see this?
1: I saw this, but go go for it. You, 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 you be the one.
0: He says, A Quiet Place 2 is a classic horror film. Cinema is back. And John Krasinski, this is his reply. Not a long screed. Not a, well, I wish it was in 700 DPM. Blah, blah. He said, no words. Just no words. Thank you, sir. That is class. That is that's class. Classic.
1: And also, that's great advice for Christopher Nolan is maybe you should consider using no words. Mm-hmm. For a while. Give it a couple of years, Nolan, of no words. But Krasinski, he nailed it. Yeah. No words. No words. And he let the movie and the box office do the talking for him.
0: And, and this film did what it did without a lot of Canada, because mm-hmm. Canada, as we always knew but didn't really know until the pandemic, we didn't really think about it until every single theater mattered in such a way right? that it only, it usually, uh, of the domestic box office, it usually takes up about 7 to 10% of it, of the North American box office. It is right now functioning at 1% to 2%. Wow! So if you think wow. about
1: that, st- Canada is still in in heavy lockdown in the movie business. They're having they, some their trouble. Their theaters are not open. Yeah.
0: So if they were available to see movies, you can guarantee that this film adds a, a few more millions. Definitely, and, and
1: it's it's a very Canadian uh, uh, pleasing. Movie, I would think because, like, they are a quiet people, a soft-spoken people, laid-back people. So something like A Quiet Place would have played extra well in Canada if they were allowed to see it, if they were able to see it.
0: Yeah. So what does this say? We we talked about
1: Krasinski. Mm Mm-hmm. What does this say for Emily Blunt? Yeah. I mean, we mentioned this on our summer preview episode with uh, Jeff Bach of Exhibitor Relations Co. This is poised to be the summer of Emily Blunt because this is a huge hit, A Quiet Place 2. And then she's got Disney's Jungle Cruise with The Rock at the end of July. So she's poised to have that rare double-hit summer. Yes. You know, and, and if that happens, this is already a hit. And if Jungle Cruise hits that magical hundred million domestic mark, which I th- I think is very possible, she is just minted, minted as a, as a star, you know. And she's had hits. She's had Mary Poppins returns, which wasn't gigantic, but it, it was it, a disappointment. It, it legged out. Mm. It was a disappointment, but it it legged out after a disappointing start. Um, it made 171.9
0: million domestic, but it has been, it made
1: 171 million domestic. That's a hit.
0: But I mean, just, just to say Mary Poppins was one of the biggest box office hits of all time in its day.
1: In its day, but its day was so long ago. And we've seen how there is a, you know, look at Dumbo. You know, a movie like Dumbo, when they did the reboot of that a couple of years ago, that property was just too old.
0: Uh, you know, listen, we, Tom and Jerry, Well, anytime anybody says something's too old, right? I, I think Tom and Jerry. And, and so I can't I, I'm never going to say an IP is dead or or I,
1: I would say, though, that that Mary Poppins Returns movie is a success for her because, again, it was a leggy movie and and it made 170 million domestic i mean short of something being a waterworld type movie i mean that that's a success so she is someone who people know now as being a movie uh, an actress who's in big big movies and and who's the face of big movies i mean Look at something like Sicario, which I think made about 70 million, and she was the lead in that, and it got a sequel, which she wasn't in and didn't do as well as the first one. Sicario only made forty six. Sicario only made forty six. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, Um, worldwide it made about eighty, but that that movie was not a huge hit, but it was well mm. very well liked. And for its budget, it was it was, you know, a moderate hit.
1: Well, would where do you put Emily Blunt now?
0: I, I mean, I think I think Jungle Cruise tells the story. Even though mm-hmm. she does have help from The Rock, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be hard because the movies she has right now that were hits, Mary Poppins, old IP, but an unknown IP, Quiet Place, you know, Out of the Blue kind of hit, but the concept really sold that movie, right. I think, more than the star did. This... Second one relies, I haven't seen it, but relies, I think, more on her. Mm. And so it really could show what she could do going forward if they wanted to put her in a a movie where she was an original movie that's not a sequel and her is the lead. That'd be very interesting to see what she's capable of doing. Because I think she's great and a very good actor, and I think she does, she holds the screen in a great way. Right. But Jungle Cruise also. We're gonna need to know those Disney premier access numbers because this is another film that's gonna go day and date. So if it wasn't going day and date, we'd have a more clear picture of what her value would be compared to the rock. Because we could look at what does Rock normally do in his movies? What and how much is we would we would divvy up those millions in a way where we would know how much Emily Blunt actually brought. But I do think, I mean, all that being said, she is on a in a upward trajectory. I mean, there's, we're going to get plenty of chances to see what she can bring to the box office.
1: Yes. Yes. It would, it would be, it would be crazy to think at this point that she's not getting lots of big budget lead roles in these next few years. Yeah. Because she's, you know, my, we talk about a lot. Modern movie stardom is very different than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. But in terms of what modern movie stardom is, she has become one of the most visible, big-budget hit actors that we have.
0: Yeah. And there's rumors, Um, and I don't think these are—I mean, they're unsubstantiated, of course, but the Fantastic Four, and it's she she would be the invisible woman, and Krasinski would be Mr. Fantastic, which I think is great casting. I don't think it happens, but— I mean, the, she's definitely—the fact that she's in the running for something like that and the fact that she might be too uh, pricey for Marvel well, is a huge Well, deal. that's
1: the thing, is can she, you know, and Emma Stone is in the same sort of spot, even though Emma Stone was in those Spider-Man movies, but people kind of forget that those existed. But can Emily Blunt, can Emma Stone— keep making hit movies and avoid having to be superheroes. You know, because like Emily Blunt, basically this is a story of two actresses now who have potential franchises. I mean, Emily Blunt definitely has a franchise with uh, Quiet Place and Emma Stone might have one with Cruella. Can they just have these franchises that are not superhero franchises. I mean, what's the saying
0: you either die doing original films, adult films, or mm. you live long enough to be a, in a superhero movie. Right. right. Right? Those are your options. And and Those
1: are your options.
0: You look at you know the uh, what um gosh, I can't remember her name. Uh who was in Those Who Wish Me Dead who's now in eternal. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. I mean, we're seeing that, yeah. you know, even it, it even comes for someone that big. And, you know, she was in Wanted. Again, that's like, I get that's a superhero film in a way. It was a comic book movie. But, you know, the fact that she's on in Marvel movies now, that really is kind of a a death sigh in a way.
1: Right, right, right. right.
0: So we'll see. I would yeah. love her not to be, I, I mean, I would love them, Krasinski and herself, to just you know, hoe this row of original films.
1: Right. So, yeah, I mean, Krasinski could definitely do whatever he wants from this point on, Um, which I wonder if, you know, he had made a bunch of movies before Quiet Place that were little low-key indies. He made some David Foster Wallace adaptations, stuff like that. So I wonder if now he's going to use his clout to make more of those type of movies, or hopefully, he just sticks with what it's, he seems to be good at, which is making original blockbuster popcorn movies. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do book adaptations. Don't don't you know we we don't need Krasinski's literary adaptations. We need Krasinski's box office touch, and we need more blockbuster filmmakers. Right, right. So right. I think he
0: having a new blockbuster filmmaker is exciting to me.
1: Yes. like a name yes.
0: blockbuster
1: filmmaker. Yes. yes. Yeah, he's at that point now where after this box office, and not because the critics liked it or not because, you know uh, of of the social media buzz, but because this movie, Made $57 million in its opening weekend. Krasinski's next movie, it'll say, from director John Krasinski, before whatever his movie is. He's he's put himself in position—you know who he's put himself in position to be? Is M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, does he get— he's, th- a fr- he's a from the mind of. I was going to say,
0: th- the mind of— not the yes. twisted mind of though, just the mind no, of, because no. he's not from twisted. the mind of. Yeah.
1: No, 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 but but he's in that in that group that could have a trailer that starts with from the mind of, you know, it's it's M Night Shyamalan, it's Jordan Peele, mm, and yes. now it's John Krasinski.
0: Man, yes, that's so true. He he is in the mind of class now.
1: Yes. Yes, And the common thread between all three of those directors is box office. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: From the mind of Jordan Peele, because Get Out and Us both made a shitload of money at the box office. Not because of the Oscars, not because of the the critical buzz, because of the dollars. That's why they get it from the mind of.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's... Well, congratulations to Graczynski. And we... You know, we're not going to divvy up these millions because we want to see... I mean, this is going to pass 100. Yep. And we're going to divvy up those millions. And that will be a huge deal unless Godzilla, which is currently in seventh place, makes Mm -hmm. it to 100. It's right now at 98.3. Maybe a touch more because this was the
1: weekend box office. So Do we... Do we we already divvied up the millions on Godzilla versus Kong's opening weekend? So that's been done divvying. Yeah. We'll do a divvying, I think, when Quiet Place Part 2 hits 100 million domestic. But my question is what do you think will hit 100 million dollar domestic oh, first? I was just going to say will, that.
0: I, I, that's such a great question.
1: So do you think it's Quiet Place Part 2 or Godzilla versus Kong? Which. Godzilla vs. Kong is at ninety-eight point three million dollars domestic. So it's only got like 1.7 to go, whereas of course Quiet Place is at like 57 million, so it's got a another 43 million to go, but Quiet Place 2 might do it first. They might do it in the next two
0: weeks. Well, when you're looking at what Godzilla versus Kong made the past weekend, it made $885,000. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. under a million. It dropped 737 theaters, which it will drop mm-hmm. even more, I've got to believe, because we have a few big openings, especially mm-hmm. one big opening this coming weekend that's going to gobble up a lot of those screens because it's from the same studio. Yes. Yeah. So it's 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 a Warner Bros movie. Yeah. So we're that's such a great question. Oh, and who's going to see Godzilla versus Kong now that Quiet Place Cruella is out there?
1: Well, well people who want loudness, who want just pure sound, you know, there 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 is definitely the audience that a Quiet Place Part 2 will always be too quiet for them. They want to hear screams. They want to hear uh, wailing and destruction. So those people are still going to go to Godzilla vs. Kong. You know, the people who maybe have voices in their own head that they need to drown out with a lot of sound and Quiet Place Part 2 is not going to do that for them. So you you got those people who are going to go see Godzilla vs. Kong again. But yeah, it looks like Godzilla vs. Kong will need two more weekends to cross 100. And I'm going to guess Quiet Place Part 2 is probably going to make another like 20 to 25 million next weekend and maybe another 5 to 10 million during the week. So it probably is also going to need maybe two more weeks to cross 100 million. I mean, I think the smart money so is on close. Godzilla. I I I, yeah. I would have
0: to go Godzilla v Kong, but it's gonna be close.
1: It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. I mean, it might be a situation where, and this is where uh, obviously I know he's listening, Jeff Bach at Exhibitor Relations Co. We may need to get minute by minutes in a, in a couple of weeks. You know, minute by minute updates, or at least hour by hour updates of where these movies are at because it may be as close as quiet place. Part two crosses a hundred million dollars at two 30 PM on a Saturday and Godzilla versus con crosses it at two forty-one on a Saturday. Yeah. It, it could be that close.
0: Yeah. We'll have to reach out. We have to get that info because we need to know definitively who, who crossed the line first.
1: Yes. Yes. I I think Belmont horse racing is possibly this weekend or the next weekend. You know, I know there's money on the line there, but but that doesn't really compare to the race that we're setting up here. Mm. The race between Godzilla Kong and A Quiet Place Part 2. That's the real race.
0: Does the health of the horse racing industry, is it up for grabs here? I don't think so.
1: As far as I know, people have been going to horse racing the whole pandemic anyway.
0: Yeah, you think horse racing fans care about COVID?
1: No. And they're outside or they're at OTBs. And uh, honestly, I I feel like those remaining OTBs, uh, COVID probably never even got in there. It's like a closed ecosystem. So I I feel like the horse racing industry is in a different place where they, they may be just trucked along this whole time whereas yeah the the movie theater business this is an important race the race to the first 100 million dollar domestic earner since the pandemic that's the photo finish we all should be looking at
0: and you know this was the largest overall weekend since the pandemic which is awesome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's it's hitting all these milestones which is which is great it's great to see i think we're all breathing a sigh of relief i think everybody is you can you can kind of, you know, sour grapes about Cruella, but at the end of the day, that movie is a hit.
1: That's a hit. And that's your number two movie this weekend. That's the thing. Cruella made almost $27 million on its four-day as the second biggest movie of the weekend. I mean, after the year of box office that we've had, that's incredible. So is there and, Oh, sorry, you go. Well, I was gonna say it's just seeing numbers like this. And when, when people start listening to this episode of the B.O. Boys, they start seeing the the activity on on social media where all the, the different, uh, the box office people are talking about these incredible numbers. And that starts to spread. And it starts to spread like a virus, but a good virus, finally a good virus. And it'll start to spread like a good virus where people become aware that going to the movie theaters is is safe and it's in and it's what we all could be doing right now. And I I think that's exciting. I think, again, like a good virus, the news of this box office weekend is going to spread and it's going to infect in a good way, a good way of infecting. This news is good infection. And I think it is going to infect a lot of people in a, again in a good way do you
0: think there's a yeah it's could you say catch the bug the theater going bug
1: catch the th- bug catch the theater going bug yeah you know that's that's well especially with in quiet place part 2 the villains are these like the the you call them sound ghouls but they are giant bugs that are just very sensitive to sound. So it's like, catch the bug. No, we mean the theater-going bug. Specifically, the the bugs in A Quiet Place Part 2. Because no one really referred to COVID-19 as a bug, right? It's it an antiquated
0: use of, of a term. That's, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know if... I'm sure there'd be some people who'd rub the wrong way, but I think it's less tacky considering how bug wasn't really used in a way to describe this pandemic. Mm-mm. So, so I think that's possible. Catch the bug, you know, maybe that's something you save more for like at the end of this 45 day window of quiet place part two, those last weekend or two when you're looking for a new way to market the movie. Cause right now I think it's just quiet place part two is out and that's enough but maybe they go to the catch the bug in a couple of weeks okay you know get in get infected is probably too much you don't that's want to say, get That's too much infected. that's too much yeah but again this news this box office news these big numbers i do think it's going to spread in a good way people are going to pass it along to each other in a good way it's a good thing to pass along to one another now is tell everyone about these numbers or just tell them to listen to the B.O. boys and we'll tell them about the numbers. That's that's the way to spread this good box office news is go on your social media and start spreading the B.O. boys. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the, it's the infection that will help society.
0: Yes. W- word of mouth is contagious.
1: Yes, yes. But good contagious. Again... The fact that Quiet Place Part 2 made $57 million, that news is good contagious. Yeah, spread that. Spread that. Spread that. Other things don't spread. We're not saying spread everything. But we are saying spread this episode and spread the positive box office news that's out there. So we... Need to look forward to next weekend, because
0: if Mm -hmm. we thought the hits were going to stop coming, they ain't. Nope. So we have what looks like two big films coming out next weekend. Okay. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is the third film in the waning in popularity series of films, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. And then... Universal Pictures' Spirit Untamed, which is an animated feature that is not a sequel to the 2002 original film called Spirit, Stallion of Samarin. I can't speak, so Samarin, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, but is attached to a Netflix TV series. So there's some confusing I mean, that all sounds
1: there. a little iffy, yeah. Well, let's start with The Conjuring movie. Okay, so... So now, this is officially Conjuring 3.
0: Yes. Box Office Pro is saying anywhere from between 15 to 25 as an opening. I can't imagine this being getting to 25. Uh, You know, because my fear here is that... We were talking about how the horror heads and the Gorehounds hounds were so starved for product. You know, now they've got they're going to have three horror movies in theaters at once.
1: Well, so would they be too soaked in guts? They're going to have Conjuring. They're going to have Quiet Place. Oh, and are you counting Spiral as the other one? Spiral is a horror movie. Yeah, Spiral's a horror movie. I mean, Spiral though is it's got to be on its last legs once. Once this Conjuring movie comes out, I guess it was still in the top five, but I mean, it's, it's shed in theaters, but
0: it only dropped. I mean, it only dropped 52%, which I know it's still a big drop, but for a horror film, especially after that second week drop of only like 40 some percent, this, mm -hmm. this film is, it's hanging in there. I, I, it's interesting. People are still seeing this film. It's at 19.7 million right now it's going to reach 20. I know that's not a big total for for a Saw film. But what I'm saying is that there's still going to be people who are thinking, you know, do, do what do I see? I what, I I, what? I want to be soaked in gore. What do I want to see? And I know the real gore hounds, the real horror heads, Quiet Place Part 2 is not their thing. It's gussied up as a thriller. It's 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 not necessarily a horror movie, but it has creatures, which is I can look at as a horror el- type element.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think the big story with the conjuring movies is more, is this franchise done? Cause I'm yes. looking at <laughs> the box office history of the conjuring movies and you had the original conjuring open way back. Wow. 2013 is when these started. And that movie had an opening weekend of 41 million and, And and got all the way to 137 million domestic. You had the sequel, came out uh, three years later. That also opened at 40 million, so almost an identical opening weekend. But the domestic box office fell all the way to 102 million. So so from the first one to the second one, there wasn't a building of interest. There was a drop in interest. Mm -hmm. Made 30 you know 35 million less. And then you have the spin off movies. You know, you have stuff like Annabelle and Annabelle 2. Those actually made a pretty good amount of money 84 million total, 102 million total. You had The Nun, and I think this is the turning point. So The Nun is a Conjuring Universe movie, opened at 53 million, which is somehow the biggest opening weekend of any of the Conjuring movies, made 117 million domestic. So this is in 2018. But people hated that movie. They went to it, went to it in big numbers, but it was a disliked movie.
0: Yes, not beloved.
1: And I think that became a turning point in this franchise because then you had this movie, Annabelle Comes Home, in 2019, and... This is basically it's the third Annabelle movie but it was also sort of the third proper Conjuring movie because Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are the stars of this movie. Yeah. And that movie only made 74 million dollars domestic.
0: And, you know, but, it, but that was it, the summer it, of dolls, remember that. So they we were oversaturated doll with content. dolls.
1: But that movie only opens to 20 summer movie. You got the stars of the conjuring again. I know it's not properly conjuring three, but it was like a soft conjuring three and that movie only made 74 domestic. So I, I, I'm feeling like these conjuring movies are on fumes. I mean, conjuring devil made me do it. It's an, it's a, it's a, A very goofy uh, uh, subtitle Mm -hmm. to me. The Devil Made Me Do It. That that feels like a joke for a franchise that's not particularly jokey.
0: That's something that a scamp in a black and white short from the Mm -hmm. 20s would say. Right. The Devil Made Me Do It. I mean, isn't that something that, like, Costello said in Abbott and Costello that I like yes it's an I'm a little stinker type of saying
1: it's a very I'm a little stinker yes yes it would be as if they called this the conjuring colon I'm a little stinker
0: or I was a bad bad boy
1: yeah 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 the devil made me do it is a joke that sort of demeans the devil Mm mm-hmm you know, it feels like they're be demean- which, I mean, that's their big, their, their, the biggest villain you could have in a Conjuring type movie is they're finally doing a, a, a devil movie where the villain is the devil. You know, that would be like you do a Batman movie and you're finally bringing in Joker and the subtitle was like Batman Joker made me do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, are you not taking? Are you not? Are you downplaying the Joker? You know, and so why is the Conjuring downplaying the devil well, with this jokey subtitle?
0: I think the other thing is, these Conjuring films are already a, uh, There's already another wave of films, kind of horror films that came to dominate after these sort of films, right? Because you had. The Conjuring created this whole didn't create the genre but it reinvigorated the ghost story type genre. Yes. And these kind of a little bit classier horror films
1: that were I believe are these PG-13 films? Yes. That These are these are not R-rated films. Oh, well I'll the, the first Conjuring check, was R-rated. Interesting.
0: Well, I mean maybe they're not PG-13, but there's been a lot of PG-13 Mm Tag-alongs to this, but you had if these are
1: R's, they feel like they're soft R's.
0: That's yeah, that soft R ghost story type thing was the dominant type of horror film until your we just talked about it before your Get Out's and your socially conscious horror Mm -hmm. films. Those came to replace these films, and now I think people are moving away from those. So this is three generations behind what horror is going to be.
1: Right. I mean, you know, horror franchises always get to a point where they run out of steam. And the question is going to be, will this movie run out of steam to the point where this is the last one? Or will it do enough where there's some steam to, for them to continue making conjuring movies. Oh, well, I'm I feel not like the at the point the spin-offs are going to happen yeah. at the at the especially on the lower budget end where you could keep making movies with the doll. I'm sure they're going to bring the nun back at some point.
0: Yeah, I'm not at the point where I'm betting $1000 that a, a new conjuring film is isn't made in the next 3 years. I'm not confident mm-hmm. about that. Mhm. So, and plus so, I don't have that kind of money to bet. I can't be betting thousands of dollars every episode
1: no no you need you need something to at least show the people who who uh, you owe money to for medical bills at least make them think that there's a possibility they'll get their money someday oh yeah so this weekend though the thing that the conjuring film has going for it is... Just the enthusiasm for movie going in general. You know, it's we had a big weekend last weekend. A lot of great press. A lot of uh, a lot of you know good feeling coming out of people going to the movies. Applause breaks for the garbage truck dress and Cruella, and all of the you know great news about John Krasinski and Emily Blunt having such a huge hit with Quiet Place Part Two. The B.O. boys spread in the virus, the good virus of box office news. So you might just have a lot of people who are like, all right, what's this weekend? Conjuring? Great. I'm sick of that franchise. The Nun was bad. Devil Made Me Do It is a terrible subtitle, but I'm going to see something on Friday night. So I guess that's the one.
0: Yeah, because going to the theater has become a novelty again. Yes. Because so many people were away from it. And I know when yes. we were kids, going to the theater was a novelty because obviously there was l- less ability for us to go. It was always a special thing. And people would just go to the theater and watch whatever was there. And I think we're at that point right now. You know, In the future, mm-hmm. that's not going to be the case. It's going to go back to, I'm going to see X movie. I do mm-hmm. think, like you said, there's a level of just the excitement of being back in the theater will drive customers. Now, here's the question. Do you think... Between 15 and 25. Do you think it goes over 15 opening? Because also, day and date HBO Max, we have to say. right. I mean, I don't know how much that really matters. But because horror is, you know, a a great horror scene in a credit theater. There's nothing better.
1: Right. I mean, horror is a date movie genre. People are going on Um, dates again. People are going on dates and they've had a year and a half of indoor dates you know and i don't know how you mean apartment
0: dates like not not because this is an indoor date but not
1: well no you know what i mean apartment at home dates. yeah you've had over a year of, of at home dates and i don't know how much longer you know guys on dating apps could get away with hey date idea come watch a movie on my couch you know that that guy Dude, they're zooming. A, they're not even having people over. That th- we're talking about Zoom dates, bro. Well, you add you add the Zoom dates and then you add the period, I'm sure, and you know, where uh uh younger, especially single people, they moved on to all right, why don't you come over, watch a, a movie on my couch? It's it's you know, uh, you had that period of of dating where that was sort of the only option being offered. And I don't think that guy Could get away with that now that everyone's vaccinated, now that things are open again. I think it's going to be that guy's going to say, hey, why don't you come over? Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It on my couch. And I think that that guy's date is going to say, why don't we go see it in a movie theater? Let's go out.
0: I love this because is The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, the first... HBO Max day and date movie where the person who was going to watch it at home because they wanted a girl to come over and make it easier for them to I'm not gonna be crass but put the moves on someone
1: right right hold a hand etc yeah
0: is this the moment where the date says no you're taking me to the theater right. Right. And I'm not genderizing the person on the couch or the person who says you're taking me to the theater because it's it's either way,
1: either way, either way. It could be it could be the woman who who had been saying come over, watch it on my couch, and it could be uh, the guy or another woman or any it, other person, whoever the date is. Want to be the a other boys? Want
0: to be a girls? Want to be o
1: people? People,
0: right? So the, the, is this the moment where mm-hmm. that happens? Right, I think right. this could be. Is this the movie? Because is there enough drive for somebody to say, "Yes, I want to. I want to go out and see this in 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 the in the theater."
1: Yeah, I think this is the moment. I think this is the moment where the 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 daters. You have the lazier dater who's going to suggest let's watch it at home, but then you're going to have the other half of that date equation who's going to say. It's playing in theaters. All I keep hearing is is the Bo boys talking about how theaters are back. We're seeing this movie in a movie theater. We're not watching it on your couch. We're not watching it on HBO Max. And I want to maybe we'll maybe we'll rewatch a scene later if the date goes well and we go see this movie in the movie theaters and we love it. Maybe then the date is going so well that. Later on, we're watching it again on your couch. We're watching some select scenes on your couch. That's and how you know about the date. It. And we're joking about it, and we're reminiscing about how we just saw this scene a couple hours ago. But now we're watching on your couch. That's how you know a date has went really well. Is if they go see The Conjuring: Devil Made Me Do It in the theater, and then a couple hours later, they're watching it again on HBO Max. On someone's couch. That's a good date.
0: That is great. And I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to daters right now, directly mm-hmm. to the daters. You want the person who is gonna take you to the theater and not say, "Let's stay home and watch this movie on HBO Max." Yes. You and this is just that type of personality in general. You want the "Let's go to the theater" personality, not the "Let's stay home and stream it" personality. And yep. you, as somebody who is try is going along on that date, going to the theater, if you want to take your date, and it's going well, to a a second location, you Mm -hmm. take them to the apartment, and you do the double watch. You say, how fun would that be? Remember how scared you were for this scene? Let's watch it again and see if you're as scared at home. Yep. It's perfect. That's how these movies should be treated now. It's the replay. You get to come home and do the replay.
1: Yes, yes. This is this is
0: watching tape. This is Monday. Uh, this is Saturday, Friday night, Sunday night quarterbacking a movie. That's what these yes. HBO Max films should be. Yes.
1: And, I mean, I, as all our listeners know, I'm married. And I. it's been a while since I've dated. But, God, I look back at my dating history. What I wouldn't have given for the ability to go on a date see a first run movie in a movie theater. And then a couple hours later, take my date home. And we're watching that same movie again on television. Relive the highlights. Yeah. Oh, it would be, would have been so great. It would have, it would have, you know, and listen, I had, I had some great dates in my years, Mm -hmm. but those would have taken them to another level. If we could immediately go home and rewatch the movie that we just saw in a movie theater. And it feels it would have like have two elevated dates. elevated those dates to classics. Yes. It feels like yes. two dates
0: because you're going to a second location and then you're also reminiscing about something you just did. And then yes. it feels like there's more distance between it than there is. And you are more connected with memories. Yes. You have a shared memory with this person who you might have just gone on one day with or two dates. Or this is your first date and you're getting two yes. dates out of this. This is – God, I mean – if you listen to any segment of this podcast, mm-hmm. this is the segment not listen to, share. We're talk we were talking yes. about spreading spreading the virus, spreading mm-hmm. the word, doing whatever. Mm-hmm. This is what you spread. Spread this. If you're gonna spread yes. anything, spread this.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think this is a great opportunity. You know, the technology wasn't there back when I was single, back when I was dating to, to go see a movie with a date in the theater and then go watch it with, uh, with them back at home a few hours later. But this is the age we live in now. So, you know, teens and 20-year-olds and I guess single people could be of any age. Mm-hmm. But if you're single, take advantage of this opportunity and, and you get two movie dates in one night with the same movie. It's, it's oh, amazing.
0: Bang. Talk about bang for your buck. Yep. Now, yep. W- with all that being said, where do we think this goes? Do we think it makes over 15?
1: I think it makes over 15. I think The Conjuring makes over 15 because, again, the last Annabelle movie, which was a disappointment, still made like 17 opening weekend. I think we've got a proper Conjuring movie with The Conjuring firmly in the title, you got the two leads in there. You know, we've the thing is Conjuring two opened to forty million dollars. It's opening weekend. Obviously, that was back in twenty sixteen, but I think this could hit twenty. Do you think Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It is going to hit twenty million dollars this weekend? See, that's my thing.
0: Because d- do I think it opens bigger than something like Cruella up against mm-hmm. two other? movies that just came out last weekend i will say i think it makes over 15 i think it makes under 20
1: okay so you're looking at this movie makes like 17 18 a, million
0: a hair i'm talking a hair
1: okay i'm talking 19.59 so 19 something gotcha yeah, for three i'll for go three 20 day. i think it'll hit 20 in the three day
0: will you go 25
1: no i don't think it'll hit 25 um, the HBO max aspect, as much as we talked about how the daters this weekend should see it in theater and then see it at home, you still got a, a, a lot of lazy daters that are going to, you know, try and convince their dates. No, no, let's just watch on my couch. I got a new pillow. I got, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever accoutrements they're trying to say their couch has. Yeah. Whatever you new know, thing I, they have to add to
0: their couch to get their dates to continue to come over. Right.
1: Psych. Right. Nice blanket. We could watch Conjuring under a blanket. You know, the other half of their date will say, oh, well, you know, we could bring the blanket to the theater. No, no, I can't take my blanket out because it might get dirty. I don't want to take on the subway or put it in my car. So the blanket has to stay on the couch. And before you know it, that date is only happening watching it on HBO Max on the couch because you can't take the blanket out. Yeah. So, so that'll so- happen, unfortunately.
0: So, then, real quick, because I don't think this is going to make much impact at the theater at all, we have Spirit Untamed, which is a Universal Pictures animated film that Mm -hmm. they're saying, box office pro, two to seven million. Now, the original Spirit, which came out in 2002, which was a DreamWorks film. Opened to seventeen point seven million, made seventy three point two million dollars at the box office, mm-hmm. which is so much. But I think this is this this movie is spinning off of a Netflix original series that I think kids watch. I I, I gotta think that this makes a minimal impact because I don't even know how
1: many theaters. I doubt this is gonna be in more than two thousand theaters. So are you saying single digits, you're saying like $6 million opening weekend, less than that? I mean, the kids need their cheese, and and, and there's not really much out there for the Bebes, other than Ryan the Last Dragon, which is holding strong. Yeah, you got Raya still out there. You got Cruella, which of course is Joker for Bebes. I mean, I think that's enough cheese for now, because again, the rats are still in their cages. They're still in school. So, you know, the thing is, this is one of those things that, even for us, could still be kind of a blind spot, because look at how Demon Slayer, the movie, came out of nowhere and had that huge opening weekend. You know, these properties based on, on, you know... This is based on an animated series that's out now. It could be bigger than we think, but I don't think it's bigger than we think.
0: Demon Slayer's anime, which is a whole different ball game. Right, Sp- right. Spirit Untamed is not anime. It does not, I don't right. think, have that, you know, passionate of a fan base. So right. what what do you say? Let's let's split the difference here and say five. Do you think it goes under five or over five?
1: I guess I'll go under five. It'll make four million. All right, well, I'll
0: just for the fun of it say over five. But again, I'm saying like a fingernail
1: is worth over. So the last thing that I'd like to do is um, there's one movie that was supposed to come out on June 4th. Mm -hmm. And I'm only going to mention it because we got an email from a wannabe old boy, Marcus, who emailed us. Uh, to ask if we could talk about the Sylvester Stallone vehicle Samaritan he writes "Uh, hey there just listen to my first BO boys episode today welcome Marcus I don't know where you've been this whole time but you know better late than never anyway he said really enjoyed the show we'll keep tuning in I mean obviously of course you're gonna keep tuning in yeah it's the BO boys said I've And he goes on to say, I've been kind of frustrated lately at the total lack of publicity for the Stallone Vehicle Samaritan, which has a June 4th theatrical date, but without so much as a poster released of this writing. It's kind of a niche topic, but I enjoy if you guys can mention on the show, maybe give your thoughts on whether it'll keep that date. Thanks for hearing out this Stallone fan. Best regards, Marcus. So he ends it well. I like best regards. That's, you know, classy. That's nice.
0: Keep it classy, Marcus. I like it.
1: So, in short, I mean, we can't find anything on this movie. It doesn't seem like it could possibly be coming out in theaters this Friday.
0: It's not. I I tried to find any information about this film. I tried to find a a trailer. There's no trailer. Don't click on anything that says Samaritan Sylvester Stallone because it's only those videos that have the weird computer voiceover that you know is a bot.
1: Oh yeah. So don't give them your business.
0: So this is about a retired superhero or a superhero that moves into a neighborhood and he was long thought dead after a battle with a supervillain, but it turns out he is alive and Mm -hmm. his next door neighbor is trying to figure out what's going
1: on. Sounds interesting. It sounds interesting. I mean, it would be shocking if I walked around past my local uh, movie theater this weekend and saw that up on the billboard. I can't imagine that. Also, this is a MGM slash UA distributed movie. So I would bet we're more likely to see it at some point pop up on Amazon Prime than we are to see it in a movie theater. I mean, I, I know this has got to be tough for Marcus to hear. Big Stallone fan. This is only his second B.O. Boys, and we're already dropping the hammer on him, telling him that his, you know, his idols, uh, Sly Stallone, this movie's probably not going to ever end up in theaters, I don't think.
0: No, this is an Amazon movie at, at best, I believe. Like, not even under the Amazon banner where it'll say, this is an Amazon production. It'll just kind of drop on Prime. Right, right, right. The other place I would look for this, uh, maybe even this weekend, if you have the time, Marcus. I don't know where you live, but maybe go to your local drugstore or wherever there would be a red box. Mm. And, and I would say get down, like on on all fours, and look at the movies on the bottom row. Okay, because people don't usually go that far down; they usually only look at the top ones. But I would say if you really want to see, like, kind of get down on all fours and look. At the bottom was because it could show up in a red box.
1: Here, Here's what I will say, and this is maybe a little bit of hope for Marcus, is I disagree with you there that this is a bottom row red box release. I think if this debuts on a red box, mm-hmm. that it's sliced alone. It's an actioner that originally was slated for theatrical. I think when this shows up in red box, it's going to show up on the top. Mm. you know you go to a red box you're seeing those bruce willis shows up for a day uh and and his character is stuck in a closet you know the whole movie those type of movies that are shot in croatia nothing against croatia but that's where bruce willis is shooting a lot of his straight to video movies Mm -hmm. those movies are are big deals when they make their red box debut so i do think if Samaritan starring Sly Stallone. If it ends up on a red box, it's going to be a pretty big deal for the red boxes. Okay. So, you know, I think, I think Marcus, go to, you know, your local uh, uh, Walmart or, 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 uh, I don't know, Payless Shoes, wherever these red boxes are, and look in the top row. Cause if Samaritan's there, I do think you're going to find it on the top row.
0: All right, well, that's great. I mean, we're still on guys, too. I mean, I'm by no means disparaging the man. He's no. A, he probably helped write this movie. I wouldn't be surprised. He he writes so many
1: more movies than you would expect him to write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think... I mean, it's not coming out this weekend. I'd be shocked. No, it's not. And my bet is it's not going to end up being in theaters. No. But I think possibility 1A is... You know, a big deal release through Redboxes. Boxes, possibility two, since it's an MGM movie and they got purchased by Amazon. I think it'll be on Amazon Prime at some point. Um, and I guess possibility three is it has a small theatrical run, but I, I'd be surprised.
0: I think that ship has sailed because the time you put this movie out is during a pandemic. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think they're going to be holding out for another pandemic.
1: Right. It's right. not a good business decision to be like,
0: well, we can hold this till the next pandemic.
1: Right. Because right. sometimes it's. I 100 hope they years. don't do that.
0: Fingers crossed, it's a hundred years from now.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't save it for the next pandemic. Uh, because Marcus wants it now, and Marcus, I mean, let's be honest, I I don't know Marcus, but I'm sure he doesn't want to live through another pandemic. You know, he'd he 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 doesn't want to have to hold out. Until you know the next big uh, uh, killer flu to go see Samaritan, so hopefully they get he'd be so old. I don't know how old Marcus is now, but but he would be so old.
0: Even if the physical body you're able to put yourself into another physical body, right? Still the wear, the just emotional and mental wear of living over a hundred more years, I think, would be very taxing and tiring.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, his consciousness would be very damaged even if it's uploaded to a, a robot of some kind. And just the amount of time he's had to wait for a Samaritan, by the time he finally got it, I don't even think he'd he'd be able to handle it. It'd be so. a deep soul sickness. Yeah. Yeah. So please if you know MGM UA Throw it on a red box, throw it on Prime so Marcus could watch it now and he doesn't have to wait until the next pandemic. Yeah, don't, don't hold, hold it, it till for, the next pandemic.
0: Don't hold it for 100 years, huh?
1: Come on, just put it out in Redbox now, huh? Uh,
0: all right. Well, what a big weekend, uh, a holiday weekend. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope everybody went to the movies. Yep. So. We did it. We did it, Pat. Uh, where can they find us?
1: Email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. You just heard us read that uh, lovely email from Marcus. And you saw all of the information that we provided, Marcus. We, We did a deep dive on his big concern of the release of Samaritan. And so if you email us and you give us something to talk about, and great job, Marcus, on giving us that hot topic, which we spun into gold, so give us an email, the podcast at gmail.com, and if you come up with something good like Marcus did, we'll talk about it on the show. And, and that'll be the highlight of your week for sure.
0: Yeah. All right, well, there's nothing left to say. Except till next time,
1: we'll We'll smell, smell you, you at. at The The box box office. Office. Nailed. Nailed it.